Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. A perfect example of how Amy and I work together because every promo she cuts has the word stupid in it at least five times. (laughs) (laughs) That's stupid. We don't do that. Okay, well, glad to hear it. Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Sandy, what's happening? Ah, uh, not much. Your Vikings, they're happening. Your Twins, they're happening. They got Toronto coming in for three. Let's, uh, if you're the Twins, you're hoping you just need two to polish them off. But I'm sure Toronto is excited to be coming in to make it 19 numbers, 19 and 20 for the Twins yeah. of uh, playoff losses. So <laughs> that would be we'll 19 see. and 20. That's amazing. Yep. That is amazing, Sandy. So what else change. is happening, Pally? Well, the Vikings, Tom, I mean, they beat a miserable team, maybe the worst team in football, but a win is a win is a win. <laughs> I miss Adam Thielen. Why did we ever let him go? He actually looks like he's got a little play left in him. Yeah, and, I thought he played well. The problem, they were lucky. To, they faced a rookie quarterback who could be great someday, maybe, oh, but God. he's not there now. Who that team didn't bad? score an offensive touchdown, and Kirk Cousins, he had a rough game, but the defense – and part of it was because they're playing an inexperienced quarterback. They came up, and they uh, DJ Wanham gets the interception return. Harrison Smith had three sacks. This is the type of offense that they they want to be facing a bad one because then their defense can actually look good. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. So I did watch. For them. I watched the Viking game and I watched the Twins game. You so. want what? Well, the Twins, though. I mean, that, that was no game because they, they were trying to save everybody and they didn't want to get anyone. You know, they just – it was an exhibition game for them, basically. Not a big deal. Well, I understand it didn't really matter much. They ended up losing the game in, what, 12 innings, something like that, 11 or 12 innings? Yeah, but it's, again, that was – they're just getting ready for the big postseason move, Tom. That's Why is he still about. breaking up like that? Oh, my God, no. Sandy, you're breaking, breaking up, up like mad again. We got to get right. this fixed. You sound like you're talking will, underwater, I... Bob. <laughs> All right, let me. Uh, you want me to call back in, or you want to just you want me to brave through it here? Here, you want to you want to hang I'll... up and just call in quick? Yeah, from now on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany, send me the the number to call. I'll just call in on the phone. All right, will do. Please shoot it to me quick. Send Thanks. me the number to call. Wasn't that his job to get that number to call in on? It's literally on our talk thread yeah. 400 times. If I, I sent it to you, you'd laugh because I could take a screenshot where I just resend it. <laughs> like four lines up is the number and then five lines up is the number. I mean, I, I sent it on anything. Monday. I sent it on Friday. It's fine. Whatever. That's my job today. Fine. That's it. Taking care of Bob. Babysitting Bob. It's a full-time job, but oh, I'm here for it. Believe me, I've been doing it for like 40 years, so I do understand. <laughs> Babysitting Sanny. Babysitting Sanny. Yeah, I'd have Think to be. Well, I have to travel with him, and it was like 
him and his little cargo shorts getting lost places. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, Bobby, there. I'm here. Hey, there we go. Cargo shorts, how you doing? Good. Hey, by the way, why is there an evening gown over her right shoulder? That's my wedding dress, and then I've got my golden goggles. I got uh, all my fancy dresses are in my guest closet. Well, we're not surprised you didn't wear white. Oh my God! This white dress. (laughs) This beautiful white dress. I'll put it on at some point. Just kidding. It's way too small. (laughs) It's way too small. (laughs) Well, I understand. (laughs) Believe me. I understand this. Oh. So, Sandy, back to sports so we can hear without yep. you going. <laughs> uh, it'll be fixed next time. Uh-huh. Sure it will. No, I, I did it from my uh, my outbuilding studio. I needed to go in the house. And the reason I try to refrain, I got a studio in the house and one in one of my outbuildings. So we have a farm. And the reason is because the little dogs start yapping. And I don't want you to have to hear that. I don't care. It, 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 all right. Then we'll, we'll do it from there from now on. All right, no works for me, Pally. Hi. Now, your Vikings, here's where I feel for them. Not just because the Chiefs are coming in, but because the Chiefs are coming in with Patrick Mahomes not having a great game. Right. He he doesn't have back-to-back bad games. No, you're very, very right on about that one. It, yeah, this schedule does not favor the Vikings at all. No, because they get the okay. They will get the Bears. They will beat the Bears. Right. That's a bold prediction for you. Right. But then they get the 49ers, which 49ers could be the best team in football this year. It could be. Yep. Because they got it all cooking for them. So we'll uh, we'll just have to we'll have to wait and see. But I'm thinking two and five after seven games. Two and five and, after seven. So they're out of it. Well, oh, yeah. the apologists will say, "Oh, well, it gets easy after that." No. Uh-huh. Well, it gets easy for bad te- or for good teams after that, but I'm not so sure your Vikings are a good team. They have to go to Green Bay, and Green Bay is not a terrible team. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the Falcons, then they got the Saints coming here. Uh, they should win that one. <laughs> the Broncos, that team is misery. So they got that Bears, Raiders. I mean, Bengals coming up. The Bengals that don't have it together, but their biggest problem is. Two of their last three, well, their last three games, Lions, Packers, Lions. That's a tough stretch because the Lions are much better. They're much better, yeah. That's true. And they're not going to fall apart. They should win the division. It's not going to be all oh, the Vikings will come back and win. It's not going to happen. Not when you start out two and five. Is this the last year for Kirk Cousins, I hope? Well, they didn't renew him, so they're planning on it. But they also need another plan. And, I, you know, when these guys came in, Crazy Adolfo Mensa, and Kevin O'Connell. I thought, well, great, new blood. They've got some, some good things. I don't have faith in uh, in Quasi Adolfo Mensa making that right call. There's two draft picks from the first draft. They don't play. No, exactly. I mean, he hasn't had guys. He hasn't had – Jordan Addison can play. But see, Jordan Addison, to me, he's not Randy Moss. But, oh, we got Randy Moss. Well, Randy Moss split into the 20s. You had to take – it was stupid for a team not to take him then. Addison – you know, he was the third of three receivers in a row, and he's very, very good. I think he could be terrific. But yeah, yep. that's an easy pick. You know, you've got to find gems, and they haven't found gems other than maybe him. But, you know, he's he was an easy pick. Everyone knew they were going to take a receiver when others may argue they should have worked on the offensive line. But uh, yesterday's problems were not the Lions' fault. It was a bad game by Cousins. Yeah, you know, he's, he's no he's no longer gonna throw for 
6,000 yards. He brought that average down a little bit. No, he's. I, I, I was never a fan of his when he was in Washington. I thought he was a, he was a mediocre quarterback. A lot of talent, but he didn't even know how to use his own talent. No, but you know, there's a lot of this talk about uh, oh, he should go to the Jets now. In fairness, they're they're actually their kid did pretty good. You know, their their quarterback that every that Joe mm-hmm. Namath right, yeah. was shredding. He actually did fine. Well, that's you know, good. which uh, is shocking. <clears throat> But the uh, if he went to New York, he could actually win a Super Bowl in New York for this reason and this reason alone. They have a terrific defense, mm-hmm. and you know, as you know, Tom, a good defense can get you. I mean, you could win a Super Bowl as a quarterback. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl with Baltimore, right? You know, but the, right. Zach Wilson, maybe it's encouraging that he had a good game. And he'll get better because he's got confidence. We'll see. We can only I'm not hope. So sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But, but but for Cousins, he's not going anywhere this year. But they better have a plan to replace him. You know, Caleb. Everybody wants Caleb Williams. Every team that needs a quarterback, he's a quarterback out of Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. They think he's a generational type player, but only one team can get him. Right. You know, and it's the worst team in football. Now that could be the Bears, and they'll be trading the pick again, or maybe they will take him. And they'll trade Justin Fields instead. It it all remains to be seen. But right now, hey, your Vikings got to win. Woohoo! Let's revel in it. Well, Carolina is the worst team in football right now. So will they end up getting them? Uh well, you, the Bears of Carolina would probably be battling for that. Yeah, that's the, worst, <laughs> the worst team. That's but also, true. if you're Carolina, they're going to trade the pick because they are they got they got their quarterback. Mm-hmm. The kids suck. So, is it just because he's so it's, young? Yeah, it's just because he's young. Like yeah, he definitely right. he yeah. made some plays yesterday that all I was right. like, oh my gosh, like this kid is impressive. But okay. yeah, he just needs time. All yeah. right, because he. But it will be a battle time between Carolina and the Bears for the worst record. In right. Football. So yeah, don't count Denver out. <laughs> yeah, they got the win though. Beat the Bears. <laughs> That's so I, sad. I think, it's, I think it's great that John Payton called Nathaniel Hackett the coach from the year before the worst coaching job he'd ever seen. This by a guy who gave up seventy points last week. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's almost offensive that nobody in Denver, after they lost to the Dolphins and gave up seventy points, asked him if he now owns the worst coaching performance in, from Nathaniel Hackett. Because yeah, the or the Broncos, it looks like they're trying well, to lose. Actually, not in those exact words, but Chris Thomason, who pissed off every coach who came through Minnesota while he was doing it, because he had a uh, he was, a, I mean, he's a heck of a reporter, but he didn't have a lot of tact when it came to asking questions. Mm-hmm. He pissed Peyton off with a question along those lines. Perfect. Last week. So, yeah, it did, it did actually happen. So. Yeah, because uh, Sean Payton, he, did you see him cutting his sleeves off his shirt during yes. the game? Yep. I was like, what are you What are you doing? <laughs> like, everything that's going on in Denver is just bizarre. He's going Belichick? Yeah. Like those cut off sleeves. Yeah, but it and it was like, but it wasn't the entire sleeves. It was just like I would say halfway up his forearm, maybe. But yeah, there's been a lot of strange stuff going on from coaches. Or like you brought up Trent Dilfer earlier. Do you see he's making a bunch of headlines because he just went completely unhinged and screamed at all of his coaches on the sidelines? No, Dilfer did. Yeah, there's a there's a video of it. There was some, I think they got a penalty or something like that that was partially to blame on one of the assistant coaches and Trent Dilfer just 
lays into him for what seemed like forever. But yeah, he oh, is he getting criticized now. Coach. He's yep. a coach now at uh, UAB. Uh, UAB. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, well it, it's it's a tough time. You know who you don't hear from though, and he was. Now I thought he was a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. But Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl with mm-hmm. Tampa, mm-hmm. and he—I mean, he was a good quarterback. There's no getting around it. But he, a lot of people when they say, "Oh, lousy quarterbacks have won with great defenses," they throw him in with Dilfer, which is grossly unfair. But Brad's a good guy. Was a good guy. Still a good guy. Oh, he's a great Tom, guy. You do him really well too. Oh, right? Yeah, Brad and I got to be really good friends. You couldn't meet a nicer guy than Brad Johnson. Great guy. No, no, wonderful. Well, he was. And, uh, so, but I'm sure there's wonderful guys on the Vikings now. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is you look back, Bob, because I haven't exactly gone easy on Viking quarterbacks, but I would consider Tommy Kramer and me to be friends. We're not the best of friends, but Tommy Kramer and I are friends. Brad Johnson, you get on the list, and other than the pains in the ass who really did suck, they didn't mind that I went after him. It's like, hey, you know, it's part of my job. I mm-hmm. get ripped as part of my job. It's like being on the air somewhere, doing podcasting. You're going to get ripped. That's just how it there's, is. Over the years, there's not a single Viking quarterback. And I, when I came in, it was Tommy Kramer and Wade Wilson and Archie Manning with the three quarterbacks right. on the team. Yep. Not an ass in the of any of them. No. Nope. Since then, all the quarterbacks they've had were all pretty good guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Culpepper was not a bad guy. He just had incredibly bad, then incredibly good seasons. Yeah. You know, he was so up and down. He was not a a bad guy though. I do remember, I told you this story about uh, uh, when he, uh, Mike Tice was the coach and Tice gave him, you know, they, they could watch video on their computers on a disc, right? So you could check the history of what was watched. A lot of movies were watched, no football, though. <laughs> <laughs> Does that surprise you? Uh, well, I mean, for a guy who wanted to be a quarterback in the NFL, but that D'Angelo Russell was the same type of guy, did the same thing. When he was with Oakland, he didn't watch the games. He just watched, you know, nothing. I don't think he watched anything on it. He would turn the computer back into it. That didn't even yeah. get Well, Jamarcus Russell, I believe it was him. The oh, co- Jamarcus Russell. That's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, the, the basketball player, yeah. The, co- the coaches gave him a CD that was like blank, um, blank or it had like cartoons or something on it. And then no, the next day. The next day he comes in and they go, hey, did you watch, like, how, what'd you think of the film, whatever that we gave you? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was great. What? And, like, so completely just lied about watching the CD because it was blank. And they're like, no, it was, like, you're an idiot. We know we sent That's you a like, He never one. looked at the computer. <laughs> yeah. Like he probably, didn't know how to, probably didn't know how to put it on. God, you just gave what's me a great memory, Bob. What's that? One of my favorite memories in the world. This is many, many years ago. Uh, Mike Tice was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So how many years ago is that? Uh, that was probably like 10-ish yeah, years like, ago. It feels 15? like no, it's more than that. That's more than 15, that. maybe? Yeah, and, yeah, it's 15 to 20. 15 to 20, really? Jeez. Well, it, it, because of uh, – wait here, I can tell you exactly when uh, when he was done coaching your, your Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he, uh, he was done. His last season was ninety five. Jesus, so it is. Yeah. Almost no, one. sorry, sorry. No. That's uh, sorry. Right. That's that's as a player. Um, yeah. No, as coach, his last year as coach was 05. 05. Still, almost twenty years. It's eighteen years ago. My God. Jeez. Okay, so eighteen years ago, I'm at Spring Hill Golf Course out there, and was it Wyzetta or whatever the hell that is, somewhere out there, and I'm walking down the hall, and in front of me are Mike Tice and Joe Schmidt from Channel Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't know I'm behind them, right? 
because I just kind of came in the door and walked right behind him. The entire way down the hall, all both of them did was rip the shit out of me. It was hilarious <laughs> to listen to. Why that arrogant son of a bitch? And I just laughed. I thought it was hilarious because I talked about it the next day on the air. Yeah, that guy over there at that damn KQ, he's going after him. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm like, you think I give a rat's ass what either that you two imbeciles care? <laughs> Think of me. I couldn't care less what you think okay. of me. Okay. I said this to you when he was coach. You and Mike Tice would have been great friends. That's what you I heard from, from everybody. You would love Mike Tice. That's what I heard. He wasn't too fond of me in that hallway, I'll tell you that. Well, okay, maybe in the hallway. But he, <laughs> he and you would have been. I mean, he probably would have gotten your parking spot next to his at Bunny's. Oh, he loved his parking yeah. spot at Bunnies. That is true. Yeah. Yep. He had that. But he, I mean, I I still stay in touch with him occasionally. And I, I mean, he was a lot of fun to uh, to be around and cover. Well, that's good. He never really lost that attitude of, he always, you know, he always had the player mentality. And he just had a, he has a really good sense of humor, too. I like him as a player. <laughs> yeah, the ripping aside, though, you guys would have been. Would have been big time, but no oh, question about it. Bob, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard media people and sports people ripping the piss out of me. It's like, who cares? What would I mean to be their buddy? <laughs> I give a rat's ass what you think. Got the highest rated show in America, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now you're giving me the finger. Why'd you give me the finger, Brittany? It was me saying, it's, screw everyone yeah. else. Oh, like, I thought don't you were giving me the you. finger. I don't care about you. Well, that's yeah, nice like to know. It. Yeah. Why'd you wear it? Yeah, she did. She's giving me a finger all morning. Oh. It's just how it's been. You know what I mean? Oh, by the way, Bob, can you see yeah. can you see Brittany right now on your computer? No, because I'm I'm off my oh, phone. That's right, you jumped off. Brittany's got yeah. this special lighting where it like lights her face up so it glows. It's like, just the, I'm not using any special lighting. You're I'm just a in a closet. Oh, look at I've all got all. nothing right now. Look at my glow. I just glow <laughs> from the inside, Tom. That's no, what it is. It's from the inside. Always had a glow about her. I've always thought. You've always Thank thought you. what? She's always had a, a special glow. No, I don't think there's any question. No question. Yeah. Especially when she drank heavily. Yeah. Then she really <laughs> glowed. It was a kind of a that's, reddish yeah, glow. It's more of a sweat. <laughs> Looked like a stoplight. But other than that. Other than I, that. I, I, no, Brittany, I really didn't know you well when you were a drunkard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank were you, you for that uh, era of my life. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like you were happy. Yeah, I, I'd say every like, I'd say eighty percent of the time when I got wasted, I was happy, and then twenty percent of the time I raged. So, so Uncle Tommy style. Exactly. Same story. So, yep. <laughs> it's why I said I think it's time for me to retire and just be happy ninety nine percent of the time. There you go. How about Abritney the drunkard had a very shiny nose? What do you think? Mm, mm, we'll get that mm, going for Christmas. Mm. She's I love it. Up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. I love that. Brittany love the drunkard. It. No, I agree. It it would be a huge hit. I don't think there's any question about it. Agreed. Um yeah, I uh I did not realize that the Vikings won, but listening to you guys today, I go 
we don't seem to be celebrating that much. Was terrible it really game. that bleak? Yeah, it was a terrible like game. there was, I think, really until up until the uh, fumble that we returned for a touchdown, it mm-hmm. definitely was looking like we were not going to come out victorious. Right. Yesterday, I was ready yeah. to trade everybody before that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah. go. Yeah, I understand. I do understand that. It was it was a, a very boring game. It seemed to me that both quarterbacks, now you tell me this rookie quarterback, I guess I understand it a bit better, but both quarterbacks looked like they didn't know what the hell was even going on. No, and Kirk Cousins' 99-yard interception was, it was just a terrible, like one of the terrible. worst throws I've seen him make. Like it's late, True. it's inside, shouldn't have even thrown the ball. Like it, I'm it's so frustrating to watch this team. Well, that was the equivalent too of like him getting out of bed and the first thing that happens is somebody just slaps him right across the face. Yeah. Like that was the first time he touched the ball all day and then you're so close to the end zone and then a 99-yard pick yep. six. He yep. was rattled for I, a majority of the rest of the game. And I then, agree. Yeah, and then after the pick, he he's running down the field <laughs> and you think, okay, he's going to make this saving tackle and he just gets ran over oh by some God. linebacker. That <laughs> linebacker. Whoops. That linebacker uh, like hit turbos just for the chance. He did. I oh saw that, God. and he caught him perfectly. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. He really caught him perfectly. It was hilarious. I will say credit to Kirk for throwing that effort in and what is a mm-hmm. contract year for him. Yes, that's true. I'll give him that, but, you know, it was still a pretty bad effort to begin with. He's never coming back here, though, is he? He I, wants to. I don't think we'll sign him, though. I don't think so. I want to say no. you got to sign no. Justin Jefferson. But, but yeah. who, I mean, who are they going to get? If they don't get one of these, and if you get one of the rookies, you're starting over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to keep in mind. I mean, Justin Jefferson's already in his fourth season. But if, look at look at Bryce Young. I mean, he's a few years away. Before you get a guy who's ready to a rookie who can really play and light it up, it'll be a while. I mean, you don't want him at the downside of his career. Why don't we have an injury that takes him out? How about Tommy Kramer? We can get him. He still lives in town. Tommy's still got the arm. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Let's go, TK. We're good to go, baby. Hobby Kramer. I'll never forget Sydney every time he interviewed him. The Harley Duff man. Tommy Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about Sydney. Sydney, we miss you, man. That's coming up, you know. He uh I think it's the fifteenth. My brother died and the seventeenth Sid died of October. That the, the anniversary's coming up again, damn it. Uh, were they the same year? Yeah, they they died like two days apart, like thirty six hours apart. They died. My youngest brother and my good friend Sydney. Sydney didn't know who I was last time he saw me though. He turned a hundred, and I saw him at his at at Murray's, and he had no idea who I was. And I'd known him for like thirty five years. He didn't have any memory problems. He was just one of those people that just didn't want to deal with you anymore. Get away from get get that Bernard away from me. I mean, who are you? (laughs) Okay, did he say what? Yeah. <laughs> What's this butter knife? Yeah. You got a silver butter knife. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Sid, he's got his own booth still. He's still got his own booth at Murray's. You know that I had a booth at Murray's? No. But the people used to come in and tear the sign down every time they put it back up. Uh, okay, oh, calm down, I, people. I thought you were going to say your booth was like out in the back alley yeah, exactly. or something like that. Next <laughs> to the dumpster. Next to the garbage cans and a dumpster. Exactly. No, I love Murray's. Murray's a wonderful place. All right, Bob, you got one more minute. What else? Everything else? Uh, 
Yeah, my son, I'll, I'll give you occasionally the rugby update. They beat Moorhead. My son had a try, which is the equivalent of a touchdown. So for a defensive player, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Glad uh, to hear. So he's got a lot more talent than his dad. Uh, not even close. And we, uh, <laughs> we're still, not even we're close. still, we are, you know, and Tom, it's just a quick little, um, you know, how we have to look at things like we, we had the wedding at the barn at our farm mm-hmm. for my son a week or so ago. And then Friday night, devastation. I mean, we lost, I'm, we lost the side of the barn all, you know, we lost part, our big door oh, on the barn God. flew away. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how things can happen. As my mother once said, Good things take time to happen. Bad things happen fast. I so, like that. Your mother was very wise. But it's true. I mean, yes, it's, it's amazing how quickly things can just go get hourly. Did I ever tell you I liked your mother much more than I like you? It wasn't even close from what you said. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I remember that. She, your mother was a sweetheart. I really liked her. Yeah, she uh, she and remember she hit the ninety two point five. Yeah, she hit ninety two. Exactly, exactly true. All right, Sandy, we will talk to you later in the week, Pally. I look for that. We'll see you later, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. dot com. Bob Sansevier Sports sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. Michael Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. We do need to take a break here. Be right back in a couple of minutes right after this. K&L Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products. And listen to me. Here's the deal. Is the preferred choice among enthusiasts for over 25 years. Why? K&L Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selections of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they have a big selection, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection of different types of firearms. K&L, and I've been there, ladies and gentlemen, has a broad selection of different calibers. K&L Surplus and Ammo also offers some of the best prices in the region. You might find a good sale now and again at a big box store, but K&L always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, K&L always includes tax in the listed price. K&L Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. K&L is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go to www.klgunstore.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. What do you think of that action, huh? Perfect. What a professional. Oh, no support no. at oh, all. Well, no. Sorry, okay, I thought yeah. you were going to read the ad. 
<laughs> no, don't worry about my feelings. <laughs> yes, no, very professional. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. It's amazing yeah. that you're always able to make it back right on time. Unbelievable. Don't fire me. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, don't be an asshole. Never mind. Tom here, and I just read a success. <laughs> Sorry about that. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MM Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who had struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, and brain fog, the whole deal. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling, only to gain it right back. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really powered, empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. Let me assure you that the short 60 days is totally worth it. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You will not regret your investment in yourself, and being healthy is a great deal. Great job, Elizabeth. I am so happy to hear about your success. Are you ready to lose weight and feel better, ladies and gentlemen? Go to mnfatloss.com, schedule a free phone consultation. It is so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. See, I like that. You can do it on the phone. You don't have to take time off work or get a babysitter for the kids. It's as easy as getting on a quick call with the expert staff. You can share your goals, learn about the program, and see if it is a good fit to help you lose weight and feel better. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. And I cannot wait to hear about your success story. Let them know that Tom sent you, please. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Got a great guest coming up later on this morning. As a matter of fact, look at me doing a pre-sell. What do you think of that action? Talented. Kathy Kleiner, her new book, A Light in the Dark, Surviving More Than Ted Bundy. Ooh. That'll be a little creep. Oh, look at the look on Brittany's face. You Not mentioned the one Ted, you want. Ted Bundy, she's like, oh, God. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, people will tell these stories, and I think about the minor inconveniences in my life, and I go, well, I once yeah. lost my phone for a full day. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, there you go. Not quite the same, but... I know the struggle. <laughs> Shoulder to the wheel, man. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You'll be fine. So, uh, what else is happening? Everything else good? Everything's good. They, uh, AJ and I did put, or maybe Tevin too, but we did put a bunch of fun stories in the Tom's news stories that I definitely want you to hit up. All right, um, I'll click on it right. We'll thank see. Thank you. We'll thank see you. What's happening here? You know. See if you okay. deem any of these uh, worthy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to be really interested in the McRib one. Um, somebody who was mowing their lawn dies, and you'll never guess what they die of. There's just a lot of really good stuff in here. <clears throat> Drug overdose? I'll just keep nope. guessing. No. Nope. All right, we'll get to that one. we got to get to this one first, though. Okay. 
McDonald's McRib had a farewell tour last year. Is it returning? You know, I've never had a McRib. Me You're either. not missing much. It's the really? most overhyped sandwich in the world. <laughs> like, really? if you like the McRib, good for you. But, like, it's not. People made have McDonald's is probably their greatest marketing scheme is up, like, making this as popular as it is. AJ? I, I've had, like, the knockoff, like, when I was in middle school and high school, like, the cafeteria version of it where you just mm-hmm. get, like, a little Salisbury steak and, oh, yeah. you know, yep. barbecue sauce. I've never had the, like, legitimate, though, McRib. And I, frankly, I kind of looks gross, so I don't, I don't plan on trying <laughs> I it. I agree. It's like, I don't know. That doesn't even look good. Yeah. I don't know. I, McDonald's has some good stuff, but McRib, I don't know. No. I think I'll go to a rib place for a McRib. (laughs) I think that I probably will. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I feel like whenever they have like the fake indents of things. Oh, yeah. And they put put meat in like a mold somewhere. I always go, no, thank you. I will pass. Like, I don't mind if my meat is meat shaped. And it comes with the with the grill marks already on it. Yes, it does. Yeah, Hmm, that's a little suspicious. What? Those, that's because the bones had to be removed. That's why those little tubes, you know, they had to remove the bones from it. I'm surprised you think that meat has bones to begin with. <laughs> that's well, hilarious. That's a good argument. It's that time of the year again, and no, we're not referring to the leaves changing or the opening of the pumpkin spice floodgates. We're talking about the return of the McRib, despite McDonald's best efforts to convince us that uh, November 2022 was its farewell tour. We knew it would come back. It always does. McDonald's confirmed to today.com that it is polarizing uh, boneless pork sandwich. The McRib is due to return to select restaurants in November. That's right, just uh, like NSYNC. This po- Why do they do that to me? Why do I have to read <laughs> shit like that? I'm so oh, sorry. God. All right, I'll do it again. McDonald's confirmed today, uh, to, to today.com that it's polarizing a boneless pork sandwich. The McRib is due to return to select restaurants in November. That's right. Just like NSYNC, this pop culture icon of yesteryear is back. What does that have to do with the McRib? Nothing, but also shouldn't they have went with like the Backstreet Boys? Because Backstreet's back, oh, all Kevin, right. Kevin, you just need to have your fingers on the pulse. Right now, NSYNC is making a huge comeback. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're like flirting with the idea of doing a tour. They're like, do you guys want us enough? But in reality, they were just secretly pushing the Trolls movie. And then oh, now, oh. and the thing is, too, you, Tom, you have to realize that they've, they've not been able to do this for a long time because Justin Timberlake was like, I'm above all this. I won't do right, it. Right, right. But since everybody is like on the FU Justin Timberlake, he's like, okay, I'm desperate enough. So. <laughs> I'm Wait, back. Why is everybody saying FU Justin Timberlake? What did he do? Oh, my God. Yeah, Kevin. this is news to me. Yeah. Really? Both of you guys? Yeah. One woman whipped out a titty, but other than that. Yeah, yeah, Tom is actually more in the know than you guys. So uh, about two years ago, maybe a year ago, they came out with um, a Britney Spears documentary along mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson documentary talking about how Justin Timberlake kind of threw them to the wolves when things went down. Right. And how, so he wrote that Cry Me a River song when Britney cheated on him, but then like really leaned into how terrible she is. And then when Janet Jackson and the Super Bowl incident with Justin Timberlake, mm-hmm. he again was like, you're on your own, B. Uh, I, I'm going to pretend like I have nothing to do with this. So everybody's... And then he came out with his apology that he did a screenshot from the Notes app, which is like, mm. talk to Kristen, 101, yeah. not good, not it's the one you low want. low effort. Yeah, low effort. I could see. Yeah, I don't know. 
Well, like I said, I met him a couple of times. It was never like he and I were just schmoozing. It was part of a, well, I guess we were kind of just schmoozing, but he did not even seem friendly doing that. It seemed yeah. like that was a pain in the ass for him to mm-hmm. do that. It's like, you think he, I'm a pain in the ass. You're a bigger pain in the ass than I am. I don't even want to be here. Hey. It's my job. No, I don't know. The, those bands were okay. I didn't even think either one of NSYNC or Backstreet Boys were all that good anyway. No, there's a lot of nostalgia. I, I yeah. was never a boy band, a holic, but like my neighbor Priscilla loves NSYNC. And so for her, I'm actually happy that JT is kind of having to suck it up and go along with this. Um, yeah. You can tell he's not used to being an ensemble. Yeah. So. The, I believe it was the Backstreet Boys. They did a concert at the Target Center probably like two, three years ago. And yeah. they did their after party at Union downtown oh when I worked God. there. And so they like did, uh, I was in the basement. They actually ended up performing again downstairs. And it sounded so bad. Like, yeah. It sounded like they all smoked about three packs of cigarettes, went yeah. on stage, and then tried to gargly, cr- scream, cry, sing their songs. So I think people should be careful. Don't ask for comebacks <laughs> of your favorite bands because yes. they might not be as good as they once were, and you're going to be in for a big shock. Yeah, that is probably true, yeah. too. Yeah, just let it be a happy memory and keep it pushing. I would imagine so. In my case, it didn't work out for anybody because everybody that I love died young. So there you go. Oh, well, you, like, you. <laughs> you like Jimi Hendrix? Well, he just died. Yeah. What do you think of that? Rest like, in peace. You'll never get to be let down by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> exactly. He's dead at what? He was only like 29 or really? 20 or 30, maybe. God, that's so young. He was not very old. I know that. And then a woman... Didn't, wasn't that the same woman where he died in bed with her that did a plaster cast of his schwanz? He had the schwanz, uh, schwanz tat statue. Oh, you didn't know that? No, oh, she had this massive not. penis thing. And she said it was uh, his wiener. I always blows my mind when women do that, because it's like, there's always improvements to be made. You know what I'm saying, yeah. guys? Let's build up a little bit, shall we? Let's, hey, let's add a let's second not... floor. Hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, I'm high-fiving myself in this closet. Oh, God. <laughs> that is a great place. That's basically like you being in a jail cell, which is a perfect place for you to be. Let me out. Help. Leave Brittany alone. Leave <laughs> I should get my little blankie. Yes. <laughs> Who was that again? That was Britney Spears. Leave yeah, Brittany alone. This mega fan mm-hmm. was, which like we all kind of owe an apology to because at some point we have to say like when her conservatorship, all the things going on with her, he was the only one that was on the beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. Wasn't that video all just kind of like a, it wasn't like he had an actual emotional breakdown because everybody's making fun of Britney Spears. It was like a very choreographed, yeah. calculated video. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He was literally in a sheet. It's this guy. He's he's not like internet. I mean, he was internet famous now, but he mm. like he was not like he had a big following. But he was literally would randomly broadcast under a blanket, and he was yeah. Yep. yeah. I, I don't know, Tevin. It seems like. What's the difference at this point? The choreographed (laughs) or the actual breakdown? It feels very similar. I think it was real because he went on Tosh.0 for like a a segment where they were like, and from what I remember, I haven't seen this in years, but I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, I just, you know, was very emotional that day. And he was like, he was like, I was, I was in my curtain. I couldn't get out. And yeah, it was a, it was a very weird time in, in internet history. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I suppose it's true. Is Tosh.0 still on the air? Oh, 
God, I don't I think mean, so. What else is Daniel Tosh going to be doing? Well, I know, is it still on the air? I don't think no so. You don't think it I don't is think anymore? Tosh, oh, no, I, I don't think I so. I feel like I it's not. I just haven't heard anything about him in so long. Years. He was not a friendly person, I will tell you that. Really? He had studio a couple times. He was one of the most arrogant human beings. Because his show just broke at that time. So I'll give him that part. Maybe he did get over being a dick. But he just was very impressed with himself the couple of times that I met him. I don't know. I liked that show when it first came out. Yeah. And then it got very repetitive. And it's like, "Eh, I've already seen this. Yeah. No, it looks like it uh, got canceled in 2020. In 2012. Mm. Oh, yeah. that was a pretty good run, though. Yeah, 12 oh, seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely wow. it was. Didn't you think it was good at first? I thought it was good at yeah, first. I th- yeah, I thought he was funny. I think it's, it does make sense, 2020, he can't do, you know, that much because there's not a lot happening in the world. Well, COVID, that would have been good to make fun of. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, a lot of lols. Exactly. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, the, I, like, I did like that show at the beginning. No question about it. There was a lot of good TV back then. But all of those guys just disappeared. It's kind of weird. Yeah, well, that kind of era of TV, because it was recklessness, where reckless, what was it? Recklessness was the uh, Rob Deerdex show, where it was like taking internet videos and stuff oh, like that and watching those. Ridiculous. You, you uh, ridiculousness. You mean just MTV's main program? Yeah, like that. Yeah, that yeah, whole. Exactly. The MTV show? Yeah, that whole era, it kind of yeah, went away rather just, quickly. He's a good guy, though, that ridiculousness, the host of that Rob show. Rob Deerdex? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. watch any Good of his guy. shows prior to that, either Fantasy Factory or Robin Big? No. Robin Big, Big. was oh. the most amazing show. Oh, really? Ever. Good, huh? Oh, my God. When they got a mini po- mini ho- horse or mini pony, and they were, like, showing it, and Big in that, like, <laughs> tasseled outfit, I was crying laughing. Same thing when they got they, – they went – and found their own turtle to bring like a turtle race, but then like they're just at the house and it, it somehow like slid downstairs and got to the door in a matter of three seconds and it's on camera. They're like, how did this happen? Just hilarious. The, they, they, were so, stuff. they were such funny friends. And then they blew up and they had a big falling out. Um, and now Big is rest in peace. He yeah. can't stay aside of the story. But Rob did a documentary or did some sort of spoke on their relationship. And he really tried to make it not one-sided. He was saying this is the way that he felt Big felt. This is the way he felt. And they had just blown up so quickly. And the money had fallen. You know, they, Big had always felt like Rob had made more than him and stuff like that. So, yeah, just, just like all good things fell apart because of money. You mean like the world? Mm-hmm. God, everything is about money now. No matter what you're talking about, there's always money behind it. Yeah, that's why I won't come Sad. into the studio until they pay me more. Yeah, boy, you don't make enough the way it is. Like, holy crap. I love it how Tom's like, yeah, hurry up. Get back here. We miss you. Yeah, rush well, back here. It's just I, hard to take. I couldn't tell if he was in, if you're in a good mood because Catherine's back or because Britney's at home today. There's like both. Yeah, it was both. both. <laughs> a little of both. You, you should have seen how much he perked up when he's like, is Brittany uh, coming in? I was like, no, she's going to do the show from Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's that's <laughs> wonderful. I can't wait for 8 o'clock. Oh, oh, Tom starts high-fiving everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, I got to sleep in this morning. Brittany's gone. Catherine's home. What can oh. be what can be? I'm going to bring so much energy into the studio on Wednesday. I'm coming oh, in. Oh, you're gone tomorrow, too? I have classes tomorrow, so mm. Allie will be in for us most likely. So. Perfect. <laughs> Listen, I have classes. Call me when I'm, you have no class. She's so you, studious. If you make that joke every time, I Tom, I and swear to God. I'm going to do it God. every time until you stop that. pretending that you're going to class. 
I sit he, I sit in the basement, our unfinished yes, basement, with an old do. school chair and just go, okay, I'm ready. Let's let's learn. Yeah, going really well, huh? I'm the best student here. So what are you studying? Uh, I'm in a pharmacology class. Are you going to be a drug dealer? Duh. I knew it. What's, a, what's like the coolest thing you've learned so far? Oh, um, I really like, I like, well, it sounds bad, but I'm very interested in heart failure um, and a lot of, right. because heart ah, failure is the number yeah. one killer in America mm -hmm. is heart disease. So I'm like very obsessed with it and signs and symptoms. I really am interested in how there's these false symptoms when you give somebody uh, hypertension medication that you get this uh, reflex tachycardia. So like your heart rate goes up after you get this. So I'm very interested in that right now. You know, I got to tell you, because I mean, it is true and I've never brought this up before, but I have lots and lots of friends, like hundreds, maybe even thousands of them all across America from different jobs and different things and wow. all the rest of it, you know? So I find out every week that at least like two or three of my friends have died. Like every week I find that out because I know a lot of people. You know, what do they mostly die of? Well, I'm, that's why I'm bringing it up to tell you the truth because we just lost a buddy. Won't say his name. Yeah. Didn't live here. He lived in, in a different state. But I said, Catherine, did you hear blah, blah, blah died? She looks at me and goes, that boy could drink. Uh, <laughs> so she's but, assuming he drank himself to death, but he probably did. Who knows? It's funny. With, with drinking stuff, too, it's funny. You guys all know this. They'll never say cause of death is anything with alcohol. It's some other oh, uh, really? organ failure. Yeah, it'll fall under. But if you know, if you're in the inner circles, everybody knows. <laughs> right. I had a, a friend die of a quadruple bypass, which oh, is wild. Yeah. 35. He's 35 years old. Damn. And so if you're oh, in the inner God. circle, you know, most likely it's steroids and uh, yeah. opioids abuse. I mean, you know all those things, but everybody goes, I can't believe his heart just gave out. It's like, yeah, it usually, I mean, it can that can happen. Like, I'm not trying to take away from people that have dealt with that. But a lot of times when you're dealing with somebody who you go, that doesn't seem to add up is everybody in the inner circle knows what the deal yeah. is. Yeah. Is there any specific cause for this, the bad heart and all the rest of it is a, well, it kind of depends on your age and lifestyle, right? Because, yeah, yeah. um, you know, you'll talk about, uh, like, um, artery disease a lot of times that has to do with diet and alcohol and things like that so it's just like where everybody's at you, you once you start hearing a lot of the same themes things can fall in but it's so interesting i feel like the body is kind of like a murder mystery all the time of like yeah. what are the signs and symptoms and i'm so i'm i'm i like it a lot it's a lot of fun i don't know how long i can go be in nursing school but it's fun to do this one course for sure no, it's nice to have you gone at least one day a week, too, so, you know. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. It, the whole thing is, it's an interesting world, that's all I have to say. It's right? its one of those things, the more you know, the bleaker it gets, but... kind of seems that way some days, yeah. It does. I, I have a hard time with it. Um, like, we did a clinical at a long-term care facility, and it felt good to be helpful, but it also, I'd go home and be like very impacted by it. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, good idea out of the UK. UK is now banning phones in schools. Why they ever let kids bring phones to school, I will never understand. Right? Why would you let them do that in the first place? 
I think it's parents. I think parents Ugh. are demanding their kids be in contact with them all the time, which I go, you're crazy. Like, They're in right. school. Right. But well, I do think it's parents that have this weird obsession I with, think you're right. oh, my kid has to have their, because like, who's fighting for this? I can't get Andy to answer the phone now. I mean, <laughs> just rings and rings. Rings and rings. <laughs> you change numbers? Hey, nope. most of. Yeah, I don't. I having phones in school, and first of all, you know, well, here's what's going on. I'm in sixth grade. Hey, Devin, look at them titties. <laughs> you oh, know God. that's what it is too. That's, I there's can't a lot believe, of that. Like that's such a huge. You're fighting that distraction. I mean, yeah. you can't even get adults to pay attention. No. Um, and so I can't even imagine a teenager being in class being like, put your goddamn phone away. Well, we have the lowest rating for people who can read and do math, I believe, since the beginning of our education system in America. Ooh. It's horrible. And it's because of this. They don't know how to add. They don't. I can just do it on my phone. I don't know how have to know how to do that. I don't have to know how to spell anything because I'll just type in whatever I want, and the phone corrects it anyway. Mm -hmm. So they, there's no need for them. They think to learn how to do math or to learn how to write. Can I maybe give the counter argument for maybe sure. a concerned yeah, parent? Is with the epidemic that is like the school shootings. There, yeah. I'm sure there's parents yeah, out there that are like, point. well, if there's something going on, I want my kid to be yeah. able to text me and let me know and like, where are you? And not and not have to like sit and watch on the news and be like, where is right. where where yeah. is Timmy? Like, right. is he in the classroom or is he did he get out? You know that type of thing. So I'm yeah, sure that's no, that's like, a good point. But can they behave with the phones in their bag? And I think that's like the middle ground is you have yeah, to you know. teach them, hey, there's got to be a line of you can't have this out the entire day like during class. Like you have mm -hmm. to dedicate some time to the teacher. I mean, you also have to go and I, I, AJ, I totally understand. Like, I don't know what it's like to have a teenager right now. My kid's only one. She only has, a, you know, four smartphones at the moment. But like, I do have to say that. <laughs> In an emergency, even though I'd love to get a, a, a hold of my kiddo, you do have to say, like, they should kind of be following what's being thrown out in classes, right? Like, yeah. Um, I think this is my game plan. Tell me if it's dumb or not. When Gogo gets old enough to, like, need to call me to come pick her up or whatever, I'm going to get her a Nokia phone. Like, the only, the only thing you can do is play Snake or call me. Those are your two options. It can do nothing else. Why don't you get a beeper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sexy. They even make those anymore? There I don't know. There should be like a, because you can get like phones that like have parental controls or something like that. Put yeah. it in like, okay, all the phones are in like school mode from eight yeah. to three or whatever, where you can make hmm. phone calls in case of emergency, but you like blocks, you know, like apps or internet yeah. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that way you can try to find some sort of middle ground. That, like sound, that. that sounds just like parental controls, but that... That might be a million dollar idea. I think so. So if anybody's going to steal it, I said it first. And uh, yeah, I'll take my cut. So the big cut. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Mobile phones will be banned from classrooms in the UK. The education secretary is set to announce today. Jillian Keegan believes a ban will help uh, to end disruption, make it easier for pupils to focus. Yeah, it's got to be tough, man. Her move to outlaw smartphones during lessons and breaks will be announced at the Tory conference in Manchester. The uh, Daily Mail reported new guidance would be issued to schools across England requiring them to take action. A source told the paper it's one of the biggest issues that children and teachers have to grapple with. She will set out a way to forward 
a way forward, excuse me, to empower teachers to ban mobiles from their classrooms. So what do you do about the fact there's so much violence in schools and all the rest of it, and I'd like my child to be in touch with me? How could they work that out? Hmm. I don't think there's, yeah, there's not a not easy, because, no. yeah, it's, no. and it's sad that you have to take in for account, like, well, what if there is a school shooting or some sort, like, because it's such a violent world that we live in. So I get, it makes sense for parents wanting to be able to stay in communication all the time. But yes. Yep. Yeah, you got to somehow get kids to not just stare at their phone during class all day. Some schools already insist phones are handed in each morning. Others allow them at breaks and lunchtime. A U.N. report has recommended a ban to boost learning and cut cyberbullying. So right in school, they're doing a lot of cyberbullying? Really? Yeah, come on. What happened to just bullying right to people's right. faces? Just attack that girl in those ugly jeans right there. <laughs> Good old-fashioned in-your-face bullying. Yeah, we do that here. Where? Here on this show. Nice shirt. Yeah, exactly. I got I made fun of because of my white wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> you did. Why is your wedding dress black? Sanny. Sanny didn't like that no. at all. Yeah, the guy who's got no camera on has a lot to say. Yeah. Yeah. Sansifer, fix your connection before you start throwing shade at Brittany. What is it right. again with him? He why doesn't he want to be on camera? Well, here's what I've concluded. I think here's hear me out. I think he's been trying to get away with using his phone in places. Because, like, when he said he goes to the barn. Yeah. And so every time I go, hey, can you try using your computer and your internet, like your hardwired internet? He's like, yeah, 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 no problem, no problem. And then he's, like, walking around the barn on his phone. And I go, I don't think you're, I don't think you're, I don't think you're doing it. I think that's the deal. Yeah, me and him are in a feud. How old is Gogo? She is one, almost one in four months. Let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, one in four months. One in four months. So in two years, what are we going to do when every day she walks up behind you and opens that door? Oh my God, it's going to be the best. She's going to do it. I guarantee it. Two the, years from now, Mom, I can I hear it now. It. Just crying oh. through the other side of the door. Mom, help me, Dad. It was mean to me. Dad was, if dad is mean to her, I will come to her protection. <laughs> we will be a See? unified front against Justin. Um, oh my God. Isn't that, it's so fun to imagine her in the mix. I mean, go, go in the of, mix. I just love it. I don't know. How much fun will that be? See little go, go come out. So my kids Hi, did it. They came and Tom. visited the queue when they came on the show when they were little kids. See, that's so fun. I loved it. I thought it was great. I can't, I literally can't wait. She's. She, uh, we had a big dance party last night, and uh, she's really into thinking she's jumping, so she doesn't know how to jump, right? Oh, but she right. sees us jump, right. so she does this thing where she does like a deep squat, and it just lifts up her hands, and then oh. we all cheer. And I swear to God, she thinks she gets ten feet of air. She's just like, <laughs> and then just holds it. And we're all like, yeah, I love that, love it's it. So good. It's so good. Kids, I, how some people don't like kids, you know? That is so weird. How can you not like children? I feel like. Tevin might be, have a, a horrible well, How person. do you feel about kids, Tevin? I mean, I feel like most kids are fine, but like, it's not <laughs> but that I like. don't, it's not that I don't like but kids. Like. I just don't universally love oh, all God. kids. That, Tev, that's the, the correct day, answer. Yeah. See, the other day, Tevin goes to me, uh, hey, how's, uh, how's your kid? How's he doing? And I said, you met her, okay? Like, you should remember she's a girl. Like, I'm not mad it was, that you it wasn't my misgendered bad. her, but I just mean, like, I can bad. tell 
I can tell people who really love kids, like Don Shelby was like trying to hold her and give her things. Tom's talking to her the whole time when we're at the state fair. Tevin just goes, hey, what's up? You know, what up? Stay out of my way, Go-Go. And like, I'm the star. Go-Go should recognize that. I'm the star of the show. Yeah. God. Oh, I don't know, Tevin. What do you think and, about kids? Like, and super, like, young kids. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a cool age when they're, like, a little bit older, like, five years old. Like, sage and fawn, like, that age. Then yeah. they're great. But, like, Seven when they're little five. babies, I, I, I don't know. They just don't do anything for me. Tevin, so when you've interacted with sage and fawn. Yep. What, you say that they're a cool age. I've never seen you acknowledge them as humans. Oh, well, they, okay. First of all, that's rude. They come Ooh. into the studio all the time. Me and Sage, great friends, go way. Are back. you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you really? No. Because okay. I don't think because Sage has run past you to say hi to me, but I don't really see when, you interact. Well, first of all, when did that happen? Well, then I did scare him and right. may have ruined our friendship. But we're back. We're back on good terms. Um. No, Tevin, I think it's funny. I think it'll be fun to watch you have kiddos because I think that I don't know if you've ever watched it. Have you ever changed a diaper? Yes, I have. Um, it did not go. It did not. Yes, my own. Um, it was it did not go well. Um, I was watching my little cousin down in Louisiana. His parents like left to go to church and like here he should be fine. Um, he had to get changed. He after I changed him, he was crying for like 30 minutes. Couldn't get him to stop crying. My cousin comes back home, and they're like, well, you put the diaper on backwards, so he's probably uncomfortable, and that's why he's crying. Well. So it did not go well. <laughs> was Pray it poop? Did, was it a poopy diaper? Uh, no, thank God it was not a poopy diaper. Cause that I'll tell you what. I, if we have a boy, I'm intimidated because, like, I've cleaned up poopy diapers on boys. They're little like testicles like to clean around them that is a very intimidating situation i suppose yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i'm not i'm not i'm a little nervous about boys but um it is funny that you have one singular moment changing a diaper you can go yeah that one time i changed one diaper so okay, but I it think... would be weird if i've like changed why? thousands of diapers without having a kid that's weird why i've what changed do you mean, why i've changed but that's the difference see we talk about treating boys and girls differently at a young age, girls are expected to help out with babies. Right. I feel like if you're in a, if you're a grown man or just a grown person in general, like you shouldn't be changing a ton of diapers unless you like, oh, work in the you. child yeah, industry. No, we need to go I to commercial. We need to go to break. Like, that's I weird. If you don't have any kids about this, and your aversion to the human race as progressive, nope, I can't. If a stranger so, came up to you and was like, "Oh, go go needs to be changed. Can I change her?" Okay, Red flag. Okay. In Not, this scenario, no. male or female, we got problems because, like, right. but also, if I can watch and, like, not do it, okay, yeah. cool. Well, come That's on weird. in. Let's change this diaper together. That's weird. You reminded me as we go to break of one of the greatest, greatest Richard Pryor bits of all time. If the priest and the exorcist had been black, it would have been a whole different movie. Did you ever <laughs> see that stand-up of his? Uh-uh. Oh, God, it's funny. He said he, the, the black priest walks in the room. What in the F is that funkiest man? <laughs> Bitch, what's wrong with you? <laughs> get get about that bed and wash your ass, girl, stinking up the whole MF in the house, and get the cross out your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you used the word pussy in the correct way today, Tom. Yeah, yeah I did, absolutely. The little cat next to the bed was what yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, of course. That's exactly right. Of course right. it is. I will, that bit, I first time I heard that, I thought I was going to throw up. I was laughing so <laughs> hard. <laughs> it was just a great Iconic line. That is an iconic line. 
<laughs> if only we could get that stitched on a pillow. It's so good. <laughs> and then, then he did his impression of a white man after that, which I found totally racist, by the way, oh, Devin. Of course oh, you did. Go. He goes, a white guy coming home for dinner. See, this is delicious, honey. It's really, really good. You did a good uh, job uh, making this. Do you think we'll have sex tonight? We won't. Oh, well, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a phone call. Beep, boop, pop, beep, boop. So the white guy's never getting laid, and the black guy is telling a girl to go wash her ass. <laughs> Jesus uh, you know, I was so lucky to be born when I was born. All the, the great comedy that started was influenced by Richard Pryor. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Man. All I did as a teenager was laugh. I think he, his first album came out I was like 14 or 15. I can't say the name of any of his albums, of course. No, no. <laughs> 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 in another season. That Nigerian is crazy. Was that what the name of it was? Yep, we'll go with that. Clo- close even enough. That feels enough. wrong. <laughs> yeah, even that feels wrong. You're absolutely right. Oh, God, we got to take a break here. I'm sorry. I'm looking down. Remember when the show used to end right here? Yeah. Well, now that it started at 8, it doesn't end here anymore. We're all still leaving, though. Yes, you guys are all getting out. There's no question about it. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Continue with the show right after this. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, uh, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice, about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his guy, Tom, sent you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Dougie, how's life in Baldwin? I love it, though it's a bit hard to find a half-calf, decaf, heavy foam. I'll give you some heavy foam. Yeah, that's what he said. Anyway, I just came back from the National Ford meeting and got to hear Bill Ford, Henry's grandson, and Jim Farley, who's the CEO, talk about the future of the company. It was really interesting, and I learned some cool stuff. Read this. Ford builds more vehicles in the USA than any other brand. Huh? I thought it would have been Tesla. Not even close. Keep reading. Ford outsold Toyota in 2022 and is on track to do it again. I didn't know that either. Probably these commercials. Yeah, sure, pal. Ford also has the largest number of assembly workers in the United States. You know, Tom, I've really fallen in love with the product. From the electrics to the super duties, thanks to you, a lot of people have reached out to put Ford on their list. If you want to talk cars in general or Ford specifically, reach out to me at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. 
Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect.